The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Maine and Stafford. Find out more at ladynorlands.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Well, that was an absolute pile of uh, nonsense from VCU tonight. Welcome to VCU Rams Rewind, sponsored by Lady Nolans. Uh Get on down to Lady Nolans and comfort eat some Cajun food after a performance like this, uh, because that was garbage. Uh, well, actually, let me let me rephrase that. No, for for most of the first half, VCU was competing. They weren't playing fantastic, but they were in this ball game and they were finding a way to stay in it. Um, you know, despite the fact that they they didn't have their shooting boots on in the, in the first half and they weren't playing that well. They were right in the game. And, you know, at, at, at when they got down to the last minute of the first half, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? If this is a two-point game at halftime, and, of course, worse than that, I, I was thinking to myself, you know, they might even get the lead here. If they could get the lead at, in, the, in the first half as, as poorly as they played at times, uh, that would be tremendous. That that would be tremendous, and we'd be talking about okay, you know, this is a team that can really do something good here. And it start and and if you want to really go back, you go back to the to that sequence with the freaking shot clock. Now I don't blame Rhodes for yelling. It does get a basket taken off the board, but I don't blame Rhodes for yelling at him about flipping uh, about the shot clock not resetting, but the. But the thing to do there is to take a timeout tonight. And John Doherty <laughs> must spend a lot of time on Mike Rhodes tonight. He did an invisible job. Uh, doggone St. Bonaventure coach uh, just took his lunch money and kicked dirt in his face all night. It was bad. It was really bad. And I put a lot of this on, on the coaching staff tonight. They did a terrible job. But, but that actually might have been the time to take the use it or lose it timeout and just sort of and just sort of reset reset the team's mentality from there they don't do that and it just it, and it really just went from there it, it went from there so you're down you're down 29 uh you turned the ball over when you should have got two points. So we get we get Baldwin foul and loft and he makes one out of two. Okay, that's all right. We get an ace turnover, and that leads to a that leads to a driving layup. And I'm like, okay, that's not great, but there's the shot clock's off. Run the clock down, get a good shot. You go in down four, you haven't played that well, you're not feeling that bad. What in the world? Ace Baldwin is not a freshman. This is not his 10th game in college basketball. I, I just would like to know what the hell he's thinking, taking a shot with that much time on the dead gum clock. Damn it. 
It's like this is this is simple game management stuff. You don't have that green light. You're a better shooter than you were last year, but you're not Vince. You're not Vince Williams out there or even Sahonis. Work the clock down and get a good shot. And if you go in down four, okay. Misses, and they go the other way and get a basket, and they got momentum. In a half where they probably were much the better team, but the scoreboard didn't reflect it. God dang it. Oh, let's see here. Yes, Dan, we got our tails kicked really in the second half. Because, again, at halftime, I, I felt I didn't feel great about that last minute, but I thought we were competing. We didn't compete in the second half at all. Um, and you're right, Chris MJ. Vince did the same thing, and that should have been a teaching moment. I don't know. Again, I, I just I know they watch film, and I know they're practicing. I just wonder what goes on sometimes when the same kind of stuff happens. Uh, well, Joe Yates, the half. Joe Yates says if not getting turnovers, cannot win without a half court offense. Yes and no. The last two games, granted, against teams not nearly as good as the one they played tonight, they were getting stuff in their half court offense. But what were they doing? They were making the extra pass. They were working for each other. They were moving without the basketball. They were screening for each other. They were playing as a team. I didn't see that tonight at all. Maybe it happened a few times in the first half when I'm listening and not watching. But in the first half, I kept it felt it felt like they were not working the clock. They were not making St. Bonaventure defend and wear them down that way. Um and uh and then I didn't see it at all in the second half. And I'm seeing guys. Uh, and everybody was doing it. Curry, Williams, everybody. And Williams was the only one that was doing it and was still getting a pass out, driving into bad situations. People are standing there. Curry drives in there. He's up against Oshuni. And it's like, young man, that is no good. That is a no good situation. You cannot drive your – I mean, baited him right into driving himself into a blind alley. The one out he would have had would have been somebody in the corner on that side. Short corner on that side, but nobody's over there, so he turns it over. Uh, yes, yeah, Sahonis was was one of the few, but even there, you know, Marcus Sahonis for me, too many early threes in the clock. I mean, he's four for ten tonight, he makes four out of eight from three, and ends up with 14, but too many early threes in the clock. Vince Williams could have had himself a hell of a night if he didn't have to sit for as long as he did in the second half, and he probably sat too long. I'm I understand you don't want him fouling out of the game, but you're you're drowning out there without him. He's got to be out there, and you just got to hope that either the idiot refs aren't going to make a BS call like the one that got his fourth foul. And it's funny because I was looking back at what happened last year with St. Bonaventure, and you could argue the same thing helped VCU beat St. Bonaventure in Richmond with some questionable fouls getting one of their best foul shots, foul players in foul trouble. Um, but God dang it, you know, that fourth foul on Vince Williams, I'm not even sure he touched him. I mean, some of it, and I, and I don't want to, I'm not sitting here and saying we lost because the referees, but God, how many ticky tack BS little rinky dink nickel dimers, especially when at least once in the second half, Vince Williams hit is hit on a follow through. He's hit in the head on a follow through after he shoots a three. They got a foul like that, 
Where are we getting a foul like that? Um, oh, yeah, and, and yes, Chris MJ, I saw that one. Deloach got getting a foul when he got, jumped on his back. Uh, and let me go back to a couple other comments. Uh, Christian Ferrace, and this, I'm glad you mentioned this because this is interesting because I'm not sure I agree, but I see where you're going with this. Christian Ferrace says, I'm going to say this now. Both Sohonis and Deloach need to start against Davidson over Nunn and Ward because both of them were absolutely non-existent for most of the game. And I lost a comment there. And Nunn was a liability for the rest of it. Yeah, Nunn wasn't good tonight. Nunn was not good tonight. That's probably the worst game he's played. No no question about it. None, I mean, really none of the guards played well. Curry was kind of okay at 4 of 8. He had a couple of times, though, where he got himself into a mess. Hassan, and that's the other thing, Hassan Ward. I I thought he was back. You know, he looked so good in the last couple games. You know, he had that bad run in the Bahamas and then was out injured. What was that from Hassan Ward tonight? Back-to-back two two plays where where he comes out and hedges, and God bless America, we're up against the most veteran team in the country with good-sized guards and experienced guards who have seen us do this stuff for four years. Seen us do the hedging and the trapping and all that. We cannot surprise them. So why in the hell... Is Hassan Ward trying to hedge out there? He goes out to hedge. He doesn't get anywhere near. I think it's Attaway. It could have been somebody else. Not even sure which guard it was. But he's out there hedging, and it is the most lame effort. And and I remember, especially two seasons ago, this happened all the time. Somebody would make an effort to do a double team, and it was such a pathetic effort, and they would get out of that. They would find the open man. And it happened time and again uh, a, a couple years, uh, you know, a couple years ago used to happen all the time. And I'm sitting there and I, of course, cursed in the game, Fred. It's like, if that's the effort you're going to make on a double team, stay with your man. Why are you even trying to do that? And as soon as he rolls to the basket and gets a dunk, and I just, I, I, and then right after that, the very next possession, He's out there trying to fight, you know, trying to go through a screen to stop a three-point shot, and he makes a half-assed effort and fouls a guy on a three. And it's like, you're not getting to him. You're not there. So don't don't do the fake hustle nonsense. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're about right, Doug. Get to that in a moment. But it's like, don't do the fake hustle nonsense tonight. Don't do that. Don't do that because everybody can see right through it. Commits a foul, gives them three three free throws. I think they made two of them. And that was the other thing. Second half, my God. I When I looked at the second half numbers, I think it was at the under eight. And they only had one more field goal than us. But, of course, the reason they were killing VCU, the free throws. They had 17 free throws attempted to two. I mean, they end up, it's so funny. You look at the second half, VCU actually had more field goals made and more threes made. One problem, St. Bonaventure outscores VCU by 17 at the foul line in the second half. (laughs) What the heck? And some of that, yeah, and some of that's terrible calls. Mandy Whitlock, among others. Some of that's terrible calls, but some of that is just poor, terrible 
defensive efforts by VCU. Unquestionably, this is the worst game of defense they've played this year by miles. And I'm just wondering what the heck is that. And and I I have the Davidson Richmond game on, which is at halftime. And as Doug Hines rightly says, Davidson has almost as many points at the half as we've got for the whole game. We got 53. Davidson got 47 at halftime at Richmond. They're up eight points. Uh, and and Manny Whitlock, that's a great point. And and other people have made this point. Matt Mobley. Uh, somebody else right at the beginning of the – let me go back because I want to make sure I shout everybody out uh, that, that said this because it is true. Uh, John Doherty, too. The, co- the, the, the halftime, the, the, the halftime coaching adjustments, and it's happened a lot this year. We've lost the battle of adjustments coming out of halftime, or we've been flat coming out of halftime. Manny Whitlock says, you know, what are they talking about for 20 minutes in the locker room? It's a good question because – Mark Schmidt, now I finally remembered his name for St. Bonaventure. I mean, I've watched I've watched him make serious changes that have changed things, that have done things to change the tempo of a game at halftime. And and what adjustments are VCU making? It doesn't look like they're making any. You know, they, they, I mean, they come right out. And and it's funny watching the TV. Seth Greenberg's doing the game, and he talks about the short roll and what they're doing and how they're moving the basketball and using the short roll to defeat the VCU defense and get these open shots on the outside. And I'm sitting there going, "Why are we even giving them that opportunity?" Surely the coaching staff sees that and says, "Okay, we don't need to be trapping and hedging and doubling so much. Let's let's." Trust our teammates. Let's trust each other as a team. Let's work as a cohesive unit. Let's rotate, which they got to do, which they didn't do a good job of tonight. But let's not flipping give them that opportunity. No, doesn't happen. So you look, you look at tonight. St. Bonaventure shoots forty three percent, which isn't that great. That's better than what most teams do against VCU, but for them, it's probably on the low end. They only make 6-21 from three, but VCU gets beat by 17 at the foul line, and that's all in the second half because they were both 5-6 or six at halftime. Uh, I, I just, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out why this team just sort of abandoned everything that worked for them, why this coaching staff couldn't see what was going on and adjust to it. You know, why in the world... And it happened a couple different times where you have people fall in the trap and worry about a shooting on the inside and leave Jalen stinking Attaway wide the hell open. Good God almighty. How does that happen when he had a huge game against us in, in Richmond last year in a game that we only just snuck through? And he gets 25 tonight. And he's a couple of those threes he made wide open. What the heck? Honestly, what the heck? Uh, well, Bruce, I'll, I'll tell you why we couldn't do that tonight. Bruce, Bruce Stevenson says we beat Dayton with a worse free throw stat than that, so I don't know why we couldn't do the same tonight. Here's why we couldn't do the same tonight, because defensively, we just no-showed this game, especially in the second half. Um, you know, we I mean, you you could win the game 
I mean, remember, we got the same points as we got against Dayton. So defensively, it was just not there, even with St. Bonaventure not shooting that great. You know, even even with that, even with that. And that's the other thing, too. Dayton missed a bunch of free throws. St. Bonaventure didn't. St. Bonaventure's 23 of 27 from the field. Well, excuse me, from the foul line, which is really good. Really good, as a matter of fact. And I, I just, I look at that, and that, and that too, uh, SBU hit a lot more. But the funny thing is, BC only had two less field goals than St. Bonaventure in the game. I mean, it, 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 almost all of the margin of victory comes from the foul line. They lose by 20, and they lose the foul line by 17. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, just, just not good at all. Seriously. And what was it? I mean, let's see here. Where's the points off turnovers? Okay, that ended up more competitive than I thought. It was eighteen twelve. Uh, but that that wasn't that wasn't competitive in the first half. That's the other thing too. VCU only had thirteen turnovers, which for them that's not bad, not bad at all. St. Bonaventure, of course, only had eleven. So, you know, for the folks that said, for the person that said, you know, this team needs to get turnovers. Um. And, and I understand Gene Cox. I understand that 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 you wouldn't have expected to win, but you'd expect us to compete. And the thing is, for for 19 minutes we did that, and then that last minute, and after that we're we're, we're gone. The argument about Deloach versus Ward is this: Deloach is a better offensive player. Uh, he does struggle defensively at times, but. And again, you know, he had, and again, there were a couple ticky tack fouls against him. I mean, he's going to make some mistakes in there, but I wanted to see him against the Shuni because I thought he was strong enough to at least hold him down a little bit. Uh, and Doug Hines, that's absolutely right. When we lose, we lose spectacularly. Fouls were out of control. Yeah. And again, some of them were garbage calls and ticky tack calls, but a lot of them were just bad defensive efforts where you're like, you're not hustling. So you reach. To try to look like you are, golly! I mean, and I can't. I mean, again, the tape don't lie. Any coach, any fan that knows anything about the game that's watching that on TV or sees it on tape knows that's bull. Knows that, isn't it? Um. Well, Christian, I got to tell you, there, the end of the first half against Connecticut wasn't too flash either. And see, that's it's so weird because I was going back to. Uh, to the game last year in, in in at the Siegel Center that VCU won, and this and the end of that second half, first half turned that game in their favor, and it was sunny. Bruce Stevenson's pointed this out last year. There was a bunch of times that the last segment of the first half, VCU would play really well and turn games in their favor. It's not happening this year. The Connecticut last couple minutes was bad, and in a game that they lost in overtime, that hurt. The last minute tonight was, I mean, just catastrophic. Uh, you know, what in the world was that in the second? What was the world was that? You know, should have been down no more than four points and really should have only been down two. Could have even taken the lead if you execute really well. And, it, and you get that nonsense. Um, no, no, Bruce, remember... They got the eight-point lead late in the first half against Connecticut and then had three or four bad possessions in a row and allowed the Connecticut, I think, to get it down to two points. So, and and then, yeah, and then as you rightly say, Chris MJ came out of the, 
And that's the thing. Yeah, they came out and like right away they right away they got a three pointer. And I'll be honest. And 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 this is the other thing. Doggone Mike Mike Rhodes trying to save timeouts. It's like you know what? If you had a timeouts at the end of the game, but you're in the game, then maybe those timeouts helped using them timeouts helped you stay stay in the game. Because damn it, it was the one for me. I mean, the first half he took a timeout; it was too late. But the one that really got me. So they come out of the they come out of the gate, and it's not good. Holmes bangs a three pointer right away, and I knew, and I was like, "Uh oh, we're in trouble already." And then where is it? Where is it? Not that one. Not the layup. It was right before and under. It was right before, maybe it wasn't the first timeout then. There was a dunk. There was a dunk they gave up right before a timeout. And I'm just sitting there going, you know, what the heck? It was it somebody I thought somebody dunked early in the second half. Let me see here. I need uh let me get the scoring plays because that'll make it easier to look. Oh no, it was Attaway bloody it was bloody Attaway in the second half. Freaking no, that's not uh, that's not it either. Doggone it! Sorry, hold on a minute. See, this is this is so annoying. This the the side the the this that live stat that that Saint Bonaventure uses is terrible. Um, oh, it's the Attaway three pointer to make it sixteen points. Timeout right there. That's that's when you need a time. That's when you need a flipping timeout right there. Because it was really, I mean, it was just such poor defense. It's like, come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? And 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 Rhodes, again, this is still, this is a veteran team, but they're not ready. They're not, they're, they're not going to play their way out most of the time. You're on the road in a tough place to play against a really good coach. Dang it. Seriously, use your timeouts. That's what they're there for. Oh golly, Moses! Uh, it just—it was just really, 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 really frustrating. And it—and it's just—and and you just wonder. You—you you wonder. I some. I just wonder what's going through that head of our coaches sometimes. Mitch, Mitch says, I think the at large hopes were already out the window. No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I know St. Bonaventure. I think going into the night was in the hundreds, but by the by the end of the season, this will have been a quad one opportunity because I'll be a top seventy five team. Uh, uh, in the uh, in the in the net. So I'm not going to sit here and say that. So I'm trying to scroll back through the comments so I, I don't miss it. I, and and you know Todd, you make the point about being up against a senior later the team, and we just had a bad night. That's true, but that first half, again, if they go in down two or down four, they really didn't play that well in the first half. There was a chance to win this game, and and yeah, the other team senior laden and experienced. But that doesn't excuse. That does not excuse some of the just awful efforts that I saw out there tonight. Uh, you know, I, I, I just, I just, again, defensively, 
nobody's 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 moving. Nobody's talking. You know, you get those situations where they had two guys kind of glom together and somebody shoots gets an open three behind it or somebody rolls a basket and get a dunk. And that's not that's lack of communication. Absolutely lack of communication. Same thing on the offensive end too, when somebody drove into trouble, there was nobody coming coming to the ball to freaking help them at all. And that was that was in, and that's the same thing. You've got to talk out there. You've got to communicate. You've got to work for each other. And there was none of that in the second half of this game. And there may not have been a lot of it in the first half, but they were still hanging in the game. Second half, nowhere. Uh, Cameron Hines says, what do they do with Hassan? He's been terrible all year. I wouldn't say he's been terrible all year, but this he's had now three or four games that I'm just like, who is this person? Because it's not Hassan Ward. I don't know. I know this. We've all talked about it. He's not developed his game at all, and that's problem one. I I think there's an argument for starting to loach over him. That I I absolutely think there is. I wonder if Hassan Ward, it would be better for him to maybe see what's going on in the game a little bit and then come off the bench. <sighs> I don't know, but it's like I okay, he hasn't developed his game on the offensive floor. He's still been a very good defender. Where's that gone, to, though? Why, why is he not? Because he used to not be a guy that would let his defense drop if he wasn't producing on the offensive end. Used to be you could always count on him to defend well. And it's not happening. Um, And again, I, I can understand benching him if it's going to give him the kick up the backside he needs. And maybe that'll do it. I don't know. But the, the Hassan Ward problem is getting serious now. And, and yeah, Todd, that's true. But it it's it's hard to take when you've seen this team, you know, play at the level they played at in the Bahamas. You know, Ace comes back and they and they and they and they start playing a whole lot better, and they go to Dayton and win. It's hard to take to get an effort like you saw tonight, because whatever happens, they're not. They're not a very good offensive team. When they have a bad offensive night, it's ugly. But most of the time, you expect a certain amount of effort, a certain amount of energy level, and you'll see it on the defensive end. And tonight, you didn't see it, and that's why they got crushed. And I think that's why that's why the reaction in here is the way it is. And I sort of understand it because, again, they haven't... Before tonight, the only time they were really blown out was against Wagner, and that only really came in the final four or five minutes of that game. Tonight was I mean they were they were they went from down 6 to down 18. It was about what 4 minutes I think. Uh it was quick in the second half. And it's like they're in the game at halftime and then they're gone. It's it's pretty it, let's see here. They get I think they got it to let, let's see here. Well they go okay they went from down 6 to down 16 506 into the second half. And you're just like, yikes! What did, you know? What 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 happened? Where 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 did this come from? And up there again, and that's the other thing. That's the other thing that gets on my nerves is that you know they that was so what happened up there was so awful and traumatic 
that you would think that it's like, okay, we're not letting that happen again. We're not going to come up here to only New York and get our head handed to us like that just as a point of pride. Never mind what happened in the A-10 title game. It's like we went up here last year, had a 15-point lead, and then got smoked in the second half, got absolutely marbleized. We can't let that happen this time. And yet, you know, it's a similar thing. Not as bad in the sense that they didn't have a 15-point lead, but that second half tonight wasn't far off as bad as that second half was last year. And I and that bothers me because just just from the standpoint of I don't want this team thinking they can just do that to us whenever. And 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 you know, they're gonna walk out there the next time they play VCU. And even if they have a bad start or even if VCU's playing well, they're gonna be like, We still got this team because we beat them here, here, and here, and here, and here. And that's I don't like that. I don't like a team having that kind of a mental edge on us. And that's where that's where it's at right now. And that's why I'm not happy about that's why I think a lot of people are very upset in the in the chat and that's why I'm I'm less than thrilled and again I I really do think this is a game where the coaching staff has got to take the blame here because it's it's also the same kinds of things we've seen before cropping up that's that's what bothers me because you know what kind of a team you're going up against and you know they're experienced so yeah you might have to get out of character a little bit and you may not be able to do all the things you wanted to do. And the other thing, too, is they played an overtime game Tuesday night, which was their first game after a 25-day pause. So if ever there was a game where VCU's depth should have been an advantage and their ability to wear a team down, this was it. Didn't do it. Didn't make them work on defense. You know, and this is partly the ref's fault. Didn't get physical enough with them when you when you needed to. Didn't do the things that could wear them down. That's that's and that's hard to take. That's really tough to take. All right, and as everybody says, uh, Davidson next. Davidson at, up at Richmond right now. Early in the second half, Richmond's Richmond's fighting hard here. This will be a tough game for Davidson. Uh, Davidson's I think won what twelve straights. What they said. Or something like that. They're really good. Uh, I think Todd is the one that said it. It's their it's their three point offense, which is one of the best in the country against our three point defense. Which at least before tonight, and even after tonight, still going to be up there because again, you know, six of twenty one. That's what uh, St. Bonaventure was from three. So, you know, huge game at home. Got to win it. Got got to win it because you can. I mean. You can't. You, you at least get a second chance at St. Bonaventure, so you can make this up, make make a game up like this. But you know, you can also make it up by beating Davidson, who's one of the teams that if you're in a tie, you might be in a tiebreaker situation with at the top of the conference. At least that's what you're hoping. So, you know, VCU defensively. I I hope to God they don't play this bad defensively against Davidson because Davidson will get 90 <laughs> against us if that happens, the way they're playing. The way they're playing. So hopefully VCU looks at the tape and says, you know what, we're not going to have an effort like that again. We're going we're gonna to talk better. We're going to work well together. We're going to be more of a team on that end of the floor because that's what you're going to need. Uh, against them, and there's that Lee. God, his release is so quick. He missed that three, but that and that's the thing. The kid Lee 
who I think it was last year, might have even been two years ago, he had barely played for Davidson. I came off the bench and hit like six threes against us in a game we almost lost. That Lee, you better cover him. You cannot let him get off the way Attaway got off against us uh, tonight. And you might be right, Jason. They they might have needed a game where they got their where they got their where they got sand kicked in their face uh, to wake them up to maybe get them out of some bad habits. Let's hope so, uh, because there were a lot of bad there was a lot of bad stuff tonight that needs to be corrected. So Davidson Tuesday night, I'm working. Hopefully, hopefully I can get off work so I can watch the game and. Uh, and hang out in the game thread and do a live video and all that. Remember Lady Nolans, patronize them, great sponsor of this uh, of this little podcast we do. do. Uh, VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly, if you want to participate in the, uh, in the rant fest that we sometimes get up to after losses or the celebration fest that we get up to when, win, when, when there are wins. Um, always good there. We, uh, you know, plus other things that I do and others do in the, in the, in the uh, in the uh, group to keep the chat lively and all that other stuff, so give us give us a look over there at VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly. Thank you all in the chat. Thanks everybody in the game thread for the great comments as well. I really appreciate that as always. Thank you all for listening. Uh, talk to you guys. Uh, talk to you guys. Hopefully Tuesday night. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.